Welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome to this week's podcast. Hello again. Yes, another beautiful week here in Tasmania. Mm-hmm, another beautifully cold week here in Tasmania. Yeah, look, we pushed the old zero Celsius mm-hmm. uh, here this week. We did get down to one degree Celsius. Mm-hmm. Jack Frost nipping at your toes. Yeah, I now, mean, we know it what, We know what that means now. Well, we do. We definitely yes. do. Um, Jack Frost was all around. And, I mean, it was stunning. Absolutely spectacular. Of course, from inside the caravan looking out the window because it mm. was still, I think, what, four degrees Celsius at, at midday on a few days there this week. <laughs> yep. So um, we've enjoyed a little bit of inside time. It's pretty amazing to see how that sheet makes it look white, all the roofs mm. and the, the It lawns. definitely looked like it had snowed overnight. Yeah. Um, and then the fog rolled in. And so we we have actually really loved uh, looking at how gorgeous it is. Um, it's certainly given the diesel heater an extra good workout. Well, that's the other thing we've loved is how good that heater is. Yeah, thank goodness we got Isn't that installed. It? It is amazing. <laughs> and the van has, for the amount of glass that's in it, because it, it has uh, the automotive glass windows all the way around it, um, it's very thick tinted glass. Yeah. Um, but the van itself is very well insulated. So yes. we, yeah. Yeah, it definitely keeps the warm in, doesn't it? Yeah, until you need to go into the shower and then Ooh. it feels like an icebox in yeah, there. Yeah, it, it did feel like I was stepping into the freezer the other morning. But <laughs> granted, it was, I think that was one of our, our very low temperature mornings. Yeah. So the shower cubicle itself was cold when I got in there, um, which always makes for an interesting experience. But other than that, yeah, it's not too bad. We can't complain. We love Tassie. It's beautiful. Um, what yeah. we are talking about today is yeah, great specific to Tassie and probably something that we haven't written down on our notes but would be worth mentioning is the uh, the best times of year to come to Tassie. Look, that's right. We, we've always been told summer is the season uh, to be here and we decided to come in February, March mm-hmm. into April. Yeah for about seven weeks, eight weeks, I think was our original plan. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's turned into four or five months, you know, a lot longer. Yes. Uh, But the February-March period is actually the high season for RVing because Mm -hmm. it is really just school's gone back. And so then I think uh, particularly the older demographic um, in the grey nomads, that is their choice of mm. months to come. It's not too cold. It's yeah. still beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So, um, look, we had, um, and we actually had somebody say to us before we came over that Tassie has two seasons, and that's February and winter, <laughs> which we giggled about before we came. But look, we've certainly um, had the the best of, I think, all of Tassie's seasons in the. A relatively short amount of time that we've been here, but mm. at the moment it's autumn or fall, and we, you know, we don't really get to experience that on the mainland in terms of the changing colours and the deciduous trees dropping their leaves. But gee, yeah. down here we have just had the most spectacular display, haven't we? Which has been a highlight for me to be able to see that. 
Oh, weren't we lucky? The Botanic Gardens, the Royal Botanic mm. Gardens in Hobart, uh, did open a couple of weeks ago, mm. and we got to experience the colours in, in, in all their beauty and Jasper playing and throwing all those leaves. Oh, just magnificent. Wasn't Standing under those massive oak trees that are just mm. dropping their leaves like it was raining, raining leaves. It was just such a beautiful experience and nothing like we we have experienced on the mainland. So despite it getting cold, it is nice to be here to see the seasons change. Oh, look, we're a few days out from winter, <laughs> aren't we, actually? Burr. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our, our podcast this week. We wanted to share our top five Tassie touring tips, mm. um, if that's the best way to put it, is really the things that we know now yeah, and the things that could really help you uh, have a better experience Absolutely. when you come to Tassie. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Number one, don't over plan before Ooh. you come. Now, look, certainly for people like us, this was a little bit of a hard one to get our head around. And we had so many people and friends who had spent time in Tassie uh, prior to us coming down say to us, don't overplan it. Just don't overbook accommodation. Don't book anything. Just get on that ship and get over there and it will unfold and it will be amazing. And mm. um, if you are a planner, that is quite daunting. I totally, totally agree with that because, you know, you want to know where you are from day to day or week to week and have that, you know, that feeling of security that you've got your your, your business locked in, so to speak. Um, but, gee, it, it's the best piece of advice we could have mm. received. The only decision that we had prior to arriving mm. was the direction that we were going to take, we decided that we would go anti-clockwise mm -hmm. around the island. Yeah. More often than not, the majority of people we have spoken to and we met as we were travelling, we were like the uh, yeah the the salmon swimming upstream <laughs> against the tide of oncoming people that go clockwise mm. when they get off the boat. I, I don't think there's any right or wrong way. It might just be a natural thing that people do as they get off the boat and turn left. Uh, but, yeah, we got off and turned right. That's right. And, look, that is actually a really good segue into our second point, Paul, because it did actually sway our decision to go anti-clockwise because, well, I guess our second point is be flexible on your plans, particularly when it comes to the weather. And that was part of our reasoning for going anti-clockwise, the time of year and the people that we were speaking with over here in Tasmania who said to us, look, because you will be here across the end of February, March and April, go anti-clockwise. You, you're going to get the, the best experiences at that particular time of year. So that's why we, yeah. we really made that decision. And the other thing with the weather is that being flexible with your plans relating to the weather. Uh, for instance, we got to Stanley. Mm -hmm. We met a number of other people at the camp that were all going to be going on the Stanley Seal Cruises. Yes. It's just fantastic. If you're in Stanley, well, you have oh, to It's go. a must-do yeah, experience. You have to go do this. And... Then the weather report was that it was going to be really blowing a gale, etc. So they rang and unfortunately they changed it to the afternoon mm -hmm. and they were leaving the next day. And so we kept 
to our booking. The weather. And I mean, it was raining when we were driving down to the well. Yeah, like driving the couple of hundred meters down to the yeah. wharf. Uh, the weather completely fined up, and it was. If you look at the vision from our YouTube clip on that, uh, and those details will, will be in the show notes. It was perfect, and uh, oh, it was beyond perfect. It was spectacular. <laughs> it is like the the clouds parted. It revealed the, the most amazing blue sky. It was cold. It was freezing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Says yep. us fresh off the spirit of Tasmania. Yeah, fresh from Queensland. <laughs> but uh, as we uh, we were coming back in, in came that gale force mm. winds. They cancelled the afternoon mm-hmm. cruise, and unfortunately, the rest of that party didn't get to enjoy. What we did, which was, which yeah. was, and still so, is one of our our top five experiences. For Tassie, yeah. yeah so yeah, so that's a, it's it's really worthwhile. Just be really flexible on your plan. Same with Bruni Island. It was just incredible weather, and had we gone the two days later, like we were originally mm-hmm. planning, we would have hit gale force winds and rain. Instead, we. We got the postcard. Do you know, I think um, I've mentioned before about the weather here in Tassie um, in a in a previous podcast, but I've never been anywhere where the weather app is so accurate when it comes to the weather, and it can like I don't know what it is down here, and I think we discussed this about the the cleanest air and having all of the different meteorologists, you know, the weather station. Yeah, yeah exactly down here, but it, it is spot on, and yes, you can get. Uh, you know, all four seasons in one day, but not necessarily for, you know, the entire day will you have, a, a you know, a grey, rainy day. The skies will clear and you'll have the most spectacular sunny afternoon. So, yeah, yeah it's... There's windows of it, isn't there? Yeah, the weather, the mm. weather down here is interesting. All right, number three is talk to the locals. Mm. I mean, this seems pretty obvious, but you don't even have to go out of your way. <laughs> To talk to the locals. I think what happens is they, they see you coming. They're like, this guy's not from here. <laughs> and they're very close-knit communities, mm. aren't they? Because they're not yep. maybe not so overpopulated. They're not so so big that everyone seems to know everyone. Mm. And, I mean, they are, as a whole, an absolutely welcoming mm. community to tourists, to RVers. I mean, we we have met other people on the road who have said to us, you know, we, we pulled up to to the petrol station or we pulled up to mm. get a meal at the pub and, and you know, the guy said to us, go and grab your maps. And so they rolled out the maps and marked up all of these different places that you would never even know existed. <laughs> There's Jasper in the background obviously enjoying a, a good good laugh at the, the app he's on. But... Um, yeah, you would never even know that that half of these places existed um, because they're not on the map. And and that's the thing about Tassie. There is so much to see and do. Mm. Um, talk to the locals because they will give you the little gems when it comes to accommodation, experiences, places to eat. Yeah, look, we ran into uh, a few local youths. I mean, these kids were, I think, 9, 10, 11. Oh, if, yes. Real real lads, local lads, yeah. out in their scooters. Uh, and they said, They oh, befriended Jasper, didn't they? Yeah, they were, they were really, really good for older boys to be so welcoming mm-hmm. with him. And this was, again, in Stanley. And they said, oh, have you guys um, been down onto the, the beach? And we said, yeah, we've gone for a walk. And they said, no, you can actually drive your four-wheel drive down there. I'm like, do you need a permit? And they're like, no, don't need a permit. So I thought I'd better check that. And you didn't need a permit, and you literally could just drive straight down onto this epic beach mm-hmm. 
which gave us the most incredible drone footage of us driving. Oh, with the nut, the Stanley nut in the background. Yeah, the, the, ex- the extinct uh, volcano in the background. Gee, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. So local knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whether know, it's from an eight-year-old or, or, or an 80-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great. But also, you know, we've found some quirky little places to eat. Uh, you know, we've found some amazing roadside stalls, you know, even just towns in general, you know, little places that are on the map but, you know, maybe you need your little um, magnifying glass to find them or you, you breeze over them because they're, they're not a major. The locals are amazing and so welcoming. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere we've been. All right, number four, set up a base camp. Yes, great advice. And really what we're meaning here, I mean, depending on your travel plan duration, uh, you know, for us, obviously, seven, eight weeks is, you know, the original plan is is a fair amount of time um, and a good amount of time. So we were able to set up for a week, then explore within a two, three-hour radius. Now, two, three-hour radius from wherever you are takes in a huge amount. And in fact, there are five different regions that are referred to as far as tourism and experiences go. So being able to set up base camp and then really get out and explore. The roads here are incredibly windy. It is referred to as one of the most mountainous islands in the world, mm-hmm. which obviously adds to why it's so spectacular. <laughs> yes. Touring with the the caravan, especially a large family bunk van like us, it, it can be a bit white-knuckled at mm. times on the steering wheel. so And you do have to do it at some point, but you don't have to do it so much if you can set up a base camp. Absolutely. That's what we tried to do. We knew we had a certain amount of weeks here. We we mapped out uh, very roughly, keeping in mind, you know, not over planning, but we mapped out how long-ish we'd like to have in each region. And we, without booking in accommodation, we sort of pinpointed areas that we thought would be good to stay so that we could get out and do those day trips Mm. and experience the best of the region. A great example of not over planning, but knowing that we were going to be in a region is Waratah. And finding this absolute gem of a little town, I mean, little town in that, I don't know, there'd be 50 inhabitants. (laughs) And then this spectacular waterfall in the middle of town that you could have easily just driven past and not even known was there. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the pub experience there, mm-hmm. exactly what you were saying before, the guy said, here, come and let me show you some of the history. It's like a little museum, this yes. pub. It was, you know, made in yep. 18, you know, 72 or something and, and then showed us around and they had all of this memorabilia and historical artifacts mm. and pictures. And, and then he said, grab your mat, let me point out a few things to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing when you you know you want to be in a region but you don't know where you want to go, mm. that these these places show up. They do. They absolutely present themselves. And, I mean, I think if you've been listening to our podcast while we've been in Tasmania, we've probably said it about a million times now, but Tassie, it is incredible, but it is full of hidden gems, whether that is, um, you know, architecture that is hundreds of years old or whether it is it's something natural like an incredible waterfall, Everywhere in Tasmania is full of these gems. So um, you will find them. And each time you come back, like we are already planning, you know, we know there's so much more that we need to do. So we're already planning a return trip. And 
already want to go back to some of the places that we've visited or had to drive past exactly. because we were because we know there's hidden gems there yeah we didn't we didn't uh know about them until after mm-hmm. you know and someone said oh how now when you went down derwent bridge did you stop in at mount field national park mm. and we're like no and they're like oh it's oh, the best national yeah. park here yes. i mean the place is like one massive national park yeah. isn't it tasmania yeah all right number five this can be difficult depending on, again, your, your travel duration, but give yourself more time than you think you need or than even maybe other travellers have told you. Mm. If there's any way that you can extend or expand on on your plans uh, relating to time, do mm. it. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, if you can't, bearing in mind that, you know, you may only have a certain amount of time or a certain amount of weeks to be in Tassie. Or a week even if you only had yeah. a week. Don't try and see it all. That's something that we have really learned in our time here. You would be so much better to focus on a particular region or a particular area of the island and see that and experience that well than try and race around and do a couple of the, you know, the most popular or the, or the most, you know, the touristy things because there, again, there is so much to see and do. There is so much to experience. And if you are somebody who really wants to immerse yourself in that, mm. you'd be far better to say, okay, do you know what? We know we're not going to get even, you know, remotely across the island. Let's pick a region. We want to see the East Coast. Let's do that and just focus on that and then plan another trip to come back. We just feel like Tassie is going to be a place that we just keep returning to yeah. to really get to see it and experience it and Mm -hmm. i mean for us we've absolutely fallen in love with it it's found a place into our hearts we'll be back time and time again but definitely give yourself more time or don't try and jam too much into the time that you have yeah we uh we noticed that with the the couple there were actually two older couples traveling in convoy with their own vans each that you know were really racing around the island like i mean they i think they had 10 days mm. and look that that was their their circumstance uh yeah and they had literally gotten off the the ship turned left and raced down the east coast raced through the southwest mm. over to queenstown over to strawn and each time they'd done an experience that their heads must have been spinning i bet like, I bet. And you, Tassie, I mean, just by its very nature, is somewhere where you want to slow down. You want to take it in and really enjoy it and, you know, shake off the the need to race around and rush. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think that's probably our best advice out of all of this is give yourself more time or use your time when you're here really wisely and just go slow. Okay, so there they are. They really are our top five Tassie touring tips. Mm. Before we leave you, uh, this coming Sunday night, we're in the end of May 2020, if you're listening to this podcast, it's actually episode 39 39. on our Family Travel Australia series on YouTube. We'll be covering off our top five experiences in Tassie so far mm-hmm. and it's an extended edition it's it's 42 minutes long but to see these places number one was the pennycott wilderness cruise number two was the west coast wilderness railway number three was the cape bruni lighthouse number four was stanley seal cruises mm. and number five the world heritage cruises 
out of Strawn on the Gordon River. Yeah, and then we had a bonus in there as well, old Hobart Town. But we go into detail. We we shared the the vision of this. It is an incredible, yeah. an incredible episode. If you're looking for some inspiration to yeah. to get over to Tassie, definitely check it out because all of these experiences are amazing in different ways and we just love them all and we did them across almost a six-week period so it really gives you a, a wonderful bite-sized version of the different regions as mm. well all right well that wraps us up for this week so thank you so much for listening uh, if you have enjoyed listening we'd love you to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family that's right so if you want to get in touch with us on our website all the W's, thefeelgoodfamily.com.au, at the socials. Yes, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, YouTube. Well, keep dreaming big, look after your family, and happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the love, feel good family.